Welcome to Venting Besties. Um, this is the podcast that is just like FaceTiming your buddy, you know, vent it to your buddy. Um, I was going to do like some long kind of intro, you know, but nobody really listens to the first episode. And if you are here, you're probably here because you know me. Okay. So I don't super want to go into intros. And to be honest, I almost didn't make this for like, I've always wanted a podcast and my production company, my best friend, Sydney and I, we had one called Cinema Sluts and it was very fun, but we didn't keep up with it because our lives were kind of just like crazy at the time. Um, This is Gordy, by the way. I don't know if you heard that, Um, but it's something I've really wanted to do for a long time, as well as like trying to do TikTok and, you know, just being more productive about being prolific in my life and like filming things and whatever. And then I didn't because I was like, everybody has a fucking podcast. And yeah, now so do I, bitch. Whatever. I'm good at talking. I like talking. So I'm going to talk. Okay. So once a week, it's going to be just me um, checking in. And then once a week, it's going to be my best friend Stevie and I. Um, and kind of the object of what we're going for here is you guys will be able to write in about stuff you want to vent about. We will vent about it for you. Okay. But we're also going to talk wellness and sobriety and just dumb shit that happens in our lives. It is nearly impossible to be a 20 something person in general, but a 20 something person who's trying to do things creatively, it's just terrible. And there's a plane. Stevie and I are both people who, like, something that I've been told by a lot of my friends is that I'm someone who's, like, lived a lot of lives. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 23, but I have I have so many weird stories, and I've kind of moved around a lot and done a different, bunch of different things and gotten myself in some really questionable situations. And Stevie's similar in that way, and so we thought, like, we would be probably the worst people to give you advice, but also probably the best. So that's what we're going to do. Um So welcome to Venting Besties. If you're here, you're a venting bestie. I don't want to get copyright claimed from Olive Garden. But when you're here, you're family. Am I allowed to say that? What's going to happen? Hopefully not nothing. I mean, not any. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Okay, cool. I had to check that it was actually recording. And it was. So congrats to me. Okay, let's get right into it. I promise, hopefully, I'll stop moving around. Um, I turned off the air, which I know you're supposed to do. Actually, I'm not sure. That's just like a film thing in me. You always turn off the air when you do sound, obviously. We normally can't afford good mics, though. I digress. Um, I thought I would kind of tell my sober story um, because... I am going to talk a lot about sobriety and recovery here. Um, So I'm not going to go into like gooey gory details, but I'm mostly going to, why don't I just start talking? (laughs) Um, I started drinking very young, started using very young, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, whatever. Loved it. Loved it so much. Um, And my life was great. Um, I always knew I had a problem, but I didn't want to do anything about it because 
while I had a problem, I was also being incredibly successful in film and all these things that I was really proud of. I mean, what you couldn't see kind of behind the curtain was, you know, my family relationships falling apart and me neglecting like my basic human needs and uh, my friends. But on social media and like to people who weren't connected to me on like a super daily basis, like it was pretty impossible to see. And I mean, it was pretty impossible to see even if you were connected to me on a pretty regular basis. And I've had some friends be like, yeah, we knew, but I've not in a shitty way. They wouldn't say it in a shitty way, but I've also had friends who were like, holy fuck. I had literally no goddamn idea that you were struggling with that. I'm so sorry. Um, and I had gotten sober from alcohol a few times and had always relapsed one for one reason or another. Right. And then I started thinking like, okay, you know, I really need to change my life. Also, here's a little trade secret. Okay. Here's something that I didn't know. Um, which is going to show you how fucking dumb I am. And I say that respectfully, but I, it was really fucking dumb. I thought if you were in AA, being Alcoholics Anonymous, you just didn't, you just couldn't do alcohol. So I was still smoking weed. I was telling people I was sober and I was still smoking weed for three months. Then I brought it up to my therapist and I was like, what is with all the weed discrimination in the rooms? And he was like, what are you talking about, girly? And I was like, I like see people smoking weed in the rooms, like online, like in the meetings online. There's a lot of online meetings because of COVID and whatever. And he was like, you know, you can't do that, right? Then my life crumbled. So I stopped smoking weed. And I've now been clean, 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 clean since January 17th of this year. So my nine months will be October 17th. Thought it was going to be September 17th. There are so many reasons why I feel as though I'm just a fucking idiot most days. Um, counting months is one of them. Same thing with counting time. Time is useless. I'll be like, like when I'm counting the hours I have to, I have before my shift, I'll be like 10, 11, 12, 1, 2. It doesn't make sense. We should use military time. I'm going to move on because I don't, I don't think that's going to go anywhere productive. But um, last year in, say, August, I really started, I really started toying with the idea of sobriety during COVID and was like, I have a problem, I need to get help. Um, but I thought that I was doing that to be dramatic. I don't know if you guys understand what I mean. What I mean is like, you know, when you'll be crying in private, this is again, completely mentally ill, but when you'll be crying in private and you'll be like, God, I'm such a fucking drama queen. Like everyone thinks you're a drama queen. I'm like, girl, you're in private. Nobody thinks you're a drama queen. Nobody's listening. Nobody's watching you. Is that the male gaze? So whatever. I didn't get sober for a long time because I was like, you just want attention. You just want attention. 
Mm, no, I wanted help, actually. I don't know why I did that. Um, apparently, it's not super uncommon, but toyed with the idea, toyed with the idea. And then last August, <laughs> um, I thought I'd been roofied at this gay bar. Um, I've been roofied once prior, and it felt very similar, right? Um, if you've been roofied, you probably should have said trigger warning. Yeah, I don't know. If you've been roofied, apologies. Fucking sucks. Um, but it's, it's, for me, it was a feeling of, like, my body shutting down and, like, bleh, you know, like, drooping to, um, so luckily I was with one of my best friends, Chloe, and I was like, yo, we gotta go. You know, I want to get the fuck out of here. Um, and, and we got really sick and was just like, I don't really know how to explain it if you've never been through it, but like to feel like your body is literally like against you, you know, it's really interesting. Like I'm telling my arm to like move, but it wouldn't move. Have you guys seen, have you guys seen Kill Bill? You know, when she's like paralyzed, she just like can't move and she starts wiggling her little toe. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that, but I also couldn't really talk. You know, so whatever, my life continued on. And then I went to the doctor um, for a checkup. And um, he told me if I did not stop drinking that I would not make it to my 24th birthday. <laughs> and I said, hello. Um, amazingly, that's still not when I got sober. Um, I stopped drinking last October. It's either September or October. Truly, I don't know. I haven't had a drink in almost a year, which is like completely mind-boggling. Because if you knew me, I mean, I hate to say I was life the party. Really, I was just fucked up all the time. But I was, I was such a delightful drunk, you know. And I feel like when people are like, "Oh my God, you were an addict," like they think I was like throwing my friends into the street or some shit. I was throwing myself into the streets. Make you laugh, girl. It's all about you. I was delightful. I was so much fun. Yes, I was killing myself. <sighs> Whatever. I was having a good time. But I realized, like, yeah, I need to stop or I'm, I'm going to die. Right? Like, and death is always something I've been really scared of. But I also was just like, <sighs> dude, I was going... I would keep a change of clothes in my car. Um, and then I would also keep my work clothes in my car so I could go out. And then I would always be too hungover or still drunk or still high. And so I didn't have the energy to change um, before I left for work. And so I would get to work and change in my car and work. And then I would change into going out clothes and go out and get fucked up and do it all over again. Like, and now, now... It's hard for me to leave my goddamn house because I'm so anxious. It's fucking bizarre getting sober early and getting sober young. And I think we see it a lot more now because, like, not to be a dick or anything, we're a lot more educated of a generation on mental health. Um, boomers are wild, which are a lot of people who are clean and sober and have been clean for a long time and, like, we got to give them a lot of respect. They did not have the resources that we have to get sober now and get clean now. 
Um, God, I can't imagine. It's like, you know, I'm vegan. Well, I eat eggs now, so I'm... What does quasi mean? Because I was going to say quasi-vegan. I don't know what quasi means. If you heard that, that was me hitting my mint flume, which is the superior vape. If you haven't caught on, I have severe ADHD. Get used to it. Um, But it's like being, like, people who were vegan before, like, the 2000s, and just had, like, potatoes and rice and beans and shit. I mean, if you've been poor in Los Angeles, like myself, you understand that struggle, but, like, when I had some extra cash, I could splurge on a follow your heart or a chow cheese. You know, I could get myself a veggie burger somewhere. But they couldn't always do that. That's kind of how I feel about people who got clean, like, before mental health was, like, a big conversation, right? And, like, I'm kind of scared that that jack-o'-lantern's going to break. If you're just listening and not watching, um, I have a candle in a little glass jack-o'-lantern thing. I need a sip of coffee. I feel like I'm going to cough. I took it away from the mic. You're welcome. Because I think slurping and that ASMR goo-goo-gaga bullshit. Actually, I'm not going to say anything hateful because, like, I'm not going to yuck your yum. As long as you're not hurting people or being racist. I really don't care if you want to listen to ASMR and Goo Goo Gaga shit go nuts. It's just not for me. So hopefully there will be none of that on this podcast. (sighs) Anyways, I'm clean now. (laughs) And my life has kind of been so crazy. Um, And that's really why I wanted to do this. Because, like, I feel like after I got clean, you know, I kind of came to terms with what I think a lot of people in their early 20s come to terms with. But when I got clean, it was just like much more of like a getting hit by a semi type vibe. Like I have no idea who I am or what I like to do or what makes me happy or what friends are really my friends. And like something like getting clean will really show you who your true friends are because like there were a lot of people in my life I only hung out with to get fucked up with. I used them in the same way they used me. I'm not saying that they did anything wrong. And then there are the friends like who are consistently checking up on you and even when you don't have the energy to do anything are making sure you're okay. And it's just nuts. It's really weird to me. And so much of the stuff that I thought made me happy, I really only liked doing when I was schmizzed. Everything's fun when you're fucked up. Everything in the world is fun when you're fucked up. Like the most mundane tasks. I never went to the grocery store sober. Why would you? Why would you? Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Truly. I didn't do anything sober. Like, how do you... Truly, how do people go through airport security sober or get on a plane? Why would you want to? I was all up in that airport bar. Oh, I purposefully got layovers. Purposefully. Because I'm getting a fucking huge ass GNT at the Wolfgang Puck. And what are you gonna do? Nothing. I used to use my fake ID at the airport. Do you know how crazy illegal that is? This is what I'm talking about. I also have all this guilt. I mean, I'm Irish raised Catholic, so that's kind of what we do. 
I wasn't raised Catholic, but like my whole family's Catholic. So anyways, guilt is like kind of deeply embedded into who we are as people. Um, but when I got clean, I had so much guilt, almost like survivor's guilt. Like, oh my God, I could have killed myself and my friends on multiple occasions. Why the fuck did I live? It's crazy. Life is fucking crazy and it just keeps going. Thank God. Because now my impending doom and dread and that thing is multiplied by 80 at almost all times. Like, I worry about so much more now. And I never used to worry about anything. This is why, this is another reason I'm here. I was talking to my therapist, who I adore. In no way, shape, or form do I think he would ever click onto here or listen to this. If you do, I love you, Eric. You're a shining star in my recovery. Anyways, um, and I was talking to him about, like, you know, I used to be the life of the party, so charming, all these things, and I used to be just, like, I never gave a fuck. I didn't give a fuck about anything. Now I give a fuck about everything way too much. So that's why I'm here, because, like, I immediately when I'm, like, you know, I'm going to start TikTok, I'm going to do this, I'm going to whatever. I know the algorithm. I know how TikTok works. Everyone who has my phone number is going to see my videos first. And then people who I associated with here, there, wherever is going to see my shit first. That thought makes me want to, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I just put a loaded gun to my head. It actually was just my fingers pointed in a gun way. I don't know why I said loaded gun. Art imitates life. Suicide is not a joke and it's not funny, okay? And we really shouldn't make those jokes. I'm sorry. See how easy it is to apologize? You can just get it right off your chest immediately. I think more people should do that. But anyways, I digress. I just want our solo episodes to be kind of like, hopefully you guys feel less crazy after you listen to me talk (laughs) like you like could be worse truly it could be you could be me you know like but we have an email set up called venting besties venting besties at gmail.com we are gonna please send what you'd like to vent about what you'd like us to talk about or me um can even put in there like solo episode, joint episode, whatever. You'll meet Stevie soon. And we're going to vent about it with you and share our thoughts so you guys don't feel alone. Because I want to talk about crazy shit that people don't talk about. Like right now I have a yeast infection. Huh? Why do I have a yeast infection? I'll tell you. Like the amount that we don't talk about hormonally is just nuts. I'm not talking about gut health. Honestly, I could give less of a fuck because every time I see a TikTok about something gut health related, I immediately want to buy something and it's gotten to a scary point. So shut the fuck up about your sauerkraut for 10 seconds. Okay. But does it really help you lose your abdominal weight? Because I struggle with that. But I think I struggle with that because that's where my ovaries are. I can't move them. Moving on. I don't know where I was. (laughs) 
Sauerkraut? No, that's not it. Hormones, thank God. Yeah, I am on a new antidepressant. I was never a person who thought I'd be medicated. I was that bitch who was like, <laughs> which sounds so fucking cringe to say, but like, whatever, we're besties. I don't give a flying dick fuck if you're on medication. Why the fuck would I care? You have a chemical imbalance in your brain, bestie. You best be on medication. But not me, though. I can handle anything. Mm-mm-mm. I am a freaking God's strongest soldier. I surely do not need to be medicated. Boy fucking howdy, was I wrong? My hair was falling out. I was so stressed. Like, Christ. I can't believe I did that for so long. I just was like, I'm going to struggle. This is really only after I got clean. I mean, I've had anxiety for a long time. Probably, God, give or take since birth. I don't know. But... And like very clear <laughs> traits of OCD um, and anxiety. But when I got clean, I realized, oh my God, I'm not just hyper fixating on this or that. I'm hyper fixating on this, 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 this. I went through this whole phase. Oh God, this is going to sound crazy. Where I thought my psychiatrist was trying to kill me. Why would she do that? Truly. No, look me in the eyes and tell me why you think she would do that. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that type of cuckoo, you know, like, get on medication, bestie. Um, I'm taking another sip of my coffee. But again, um, and for me, I use this analogy with my friend Charlotte, my best friend Charlotte, all the time of, like, how I know that I'm mentally ill is like i'm not scared the plane is going to crash i'm scared i'm going to crash the plane you know what i mean if you don't god bless you i frequently find myself resentful of people who don't have anxiety and are just like ignorant then i'm like god that's not fair i'm just resentful because i'm jealous obviously God, imagine walking around every day and being like, life is great. There's nothing going on in Iran right now. Like, whatever. I've taken a huge break off social media, not TikTok and not Facebook. Not TikTok because I use it for, like, wellness and... Actually, why am I lying? I fucking love it and I didn't want to give it up. I'm an addict, okay? But I gave up, like, Instagram and everything else because... It's just, like, harmful. Instagram's a big one because I'm a big, like, comparer, you know? I'm a woman who was raised in the 2000s. It's good to meet you. But, um, and I didn't delete Facebook because I need to see if someone, you know, got pregnant, died, or got married. Um, <laughs> which, like, when you're from a small town is, like, so often. Um, it's so crazy. Like, this age, like, being... 23 like in early 20s swear to god every time i go on facebook someone's like guess what and it's one of those three things i'm like oh my god i i have a boyfriend who i love very much and i'm going to marry him period like no question but the thought of bringing another life into this world 
when I am like, I have to rub my feet together before I get into the bed so there's no crumbs. I do not have what it takes to be a mother. <laughs> like, for so many reasons. I definitely have what it takes, right? I mean, like, I could do it. But, like, sometimes I go to Bath and Body Works and I black out. You know? I can't be trusted to feed a child and put money away for a baby. I've become a lot more responsible in my finances, but, like, if I'm having a bad day, I will buy things. And I feel like when I'm pregnant, a lot of my days are going to be bad. Why do people, like... I had the best pregnancy. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, Jessica. This is the ignorant thing. You know, I'm so happy that you had a good pregnancy. What was actually happening is there was an alien growing inside of you, making you throw up all the time and pushing on you. <clears throat> like... So anyways, I'm on this new medication, <laughs> which has been fucking up all my hormones and everything, and it gave me a yeast infection, possible UTI. I don't know if you've had a UTI. I had never had one until really recently. My um, Literally, it cut off, which is God telling me to stop talking about my UTI, but I'm not going to. Um, I don't know if you've had one. If you haven't, literally, God bless you. Um, bless your heart. It's, it's kind of like, imagine like a really small, <laughs> like spiky, um, you know, dirty little crab being inside of your urethra and clawing its way out every time you pee. Um, the only reprieve that you find is sitting on the toilet. Um, for me, it escalated really quickly. I really damaged my kidneys due to, uh, using, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I really fucked those bad boys up. Um, so it quickly started to spread to my kidneys. I was, uh, blurry vision, throwing up blood, pissing some blood, it was, it was just so bad. It was just so bad. Um, but anyways, yeast infection is definitely the, uh, the lesser of two evils, but still evil because, you know, it's, let's, besties, shall we? We're going to talk about it. And boys or people who do not have vaginas, if this is your first introduction into yeast infections, I implore you to keep listening because the amount that you all do not know about what go it's I mean don't get me started okay jeez anyways um yeah whatever yeast infections happen they are common you're not crazy whatever and different women react differently to different medications which is kind of shitty because Dear God, I wish, like, we all reacted the same way. But I, if you are a person with a vagina um, who has had a yeast infection and tried Monistat, for those of you who don't know, Monistat is a 
I believe they also have, okay, whatever. They're a like vaginal company. Okay. They help with vaginal health. So they have stuff that you can put on the outside for like a BV bacterial vagina viral. That's not what BV is, is it? A BI. There's a bacterial infection, which can just be on the outside, and then there's a yeast infection, which can be on the inside, okay? Um, and outside. It really just it fucks your whole shit up. So um, Monistat has three different ways if you choose to do it where you shoot it into yourself. Yeah, guys, did you not know that? You shoot the tube of shit inside of yourself, and you have to wear a diaper that night, and then it cleans you out. So I thought, cool, awesome. I'm – that's fine. I don't care. Um there's monostat one, which is one day, three, three day, and seven, seven day. I thought, <laughs> why the fuck would I prolong this process seven days or even three days when I could just do it once? You know, like the people who do that are crazy. What I didn't know and what nobody tell, told me was that they are also less strong obviously, if you do them over different doses. Um, so I, you know, was already in itchy pain and was shot this shit up my cooch and put on a pad and was like, all right, good night. And then the events that followed were what I would describe as, um, you remember those little, that little crab I was talking about when you had a UTI? Multiply him by 40, except he's trying to kill you from inside your vagina. Um, it was probably the most painful thing I've been through. Um, some women have this reaction. Some women don't, which is crazy to me. Like, I remember talking to some of my friends and they were like, yeah, that hasn't happened to me. And then there's a million women who thank God, or online being like, yes, oh my God, I had the worst experience. I hurt so bad. And I was like, why the fuck am I being punished for trying to help myself? There's also a pill you can take, but it's sometimes pricey and it's, you can't, you can't get it over the counter, but I'll just say dealing with that right now. Um, luckily I caught this one early. I've only had, I've only had any issues with my cooter since I got clean, um, which is truly fucking crazy to me because I've always been a very hygienic girl, but I would say my hygienicness of all things, my house, myself, my clothes, my life, my car has been multiplied by a trillion since I've been clean because it's the only thing I can control. Right. Um, but again, I, I am, God gives his most obtrusive thoughts to his strongest soldiers. Um, I don't want to talk about too much more just because you guys must want to fucking kill yourself by now. Um, God, I promise I'll stop saying dumb shit like that. I'm also not going to cut it out either, like of the podcast, because I want to be held accountable for my mistakes. <laughs> I really don't. I really, that's so scary. Cancel culture is so crazy. Nessus, I don't have anything to say about that. I'm going to go ahead and not say anything about that. Moving along. 
Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about physical anxiety, um, something that was completely new to me. I started getting these really crazy panic attacks after I got clean. I'd had about probably three before I'd been clean. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had a panic attack. I think a lot of people say they've had a panic attack and really they haven't. All all I'll say, girly, you'd know. (laughs) You'd know. Trust me. You'd know. Um, It is, for me, um, flume break. For me, what tends to happen is my heart will palpitate. My chest will get really tight. My I will think about the fact that I'm probably having a heart attack because I must be. So then my left arm will go numb. (laughs) Um, And I will start to feel very weak, like, Gordy. 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 He doesn't understand that we're podcasting. How could he? He's a small boy. Um, I also start to feel very weak, like in my legs. And I'm convinced, there's no unconvincing me during those times that I am dying and that this is it. And it always happens in like the coolest times, right? Like it'll happen like on my birthday and I don't want to be a nuisance. So I don't say anything to anybody or it'll happen at work. Most commonly it happens at work. Um, And I did not know how physical anxiety was like so much of the things that I've seen doctors about recently. We'll get into my medical history in another episode. Um, But like literally my heartbeat and my hair falling out and my tension and my soreness and all of these things, like this isn't even me being like, I am a pretty woo woo girl. Like I'm a crystal bitch, but you do carry your trauma in a lot of ways. And that's not me being a hippie woo-woo bitch. That is me telling you what doctors have told me and I trust them. So it's something I've been like learning a lot about and it is just mind boggling to me. Like I thought I had a tooth that was falling out. I don't think it's common for teeth to fall out. My tooth didn't fall out. Let me preface by saying that my tooth did not fall out, but it hurt so bad. And I was like, convinced myself it was going to fall out and that it was loose. So I go to the, de- go to the dentist, like begrudgingly. Um, and also begrudgingly is putting it. Let's look up begrudgingly. My mother always makes fun of me because I use words and I don't know what they mean, but I know what begrudgingly means. Begrudge, begrudgingly. Begrudgingly means with despite or feelings of resentment or envy reluctantly or unwillingly. I used it correctly, but I would use even, I went there so scared I probably yacked in my car. Um, If you're a person who's clean, um, you may have never gone to the dentist or the doctor when you were supposed to for a long time. There's no shame in that. Why would you? Why would you go someplace where people are going to tell you that you've been treating your body and your teeth really badly? Um, I also had an eating disorder and uh, they can tell. (laughs) So whatever. And I go there and I'm like, doc, my tooth is falling out. Um, They were like, 
No, you're actually just clenching your jaw. And so you're creating all this soreness. It's like, huh. So thought I would um, bring that up. Um, Please do me a favor and write in what you would like us to vent about. Um, And I don't really know where this is going to go. But if it's just a time capsule for me to look back on, then that's really fine with me, truly. I'm really hopeful about this. And, you know, everything in my life has been lacking because of my anxiety. And this is something I can control and take a hold of. But if you want to post anonymously to our email, do that. And be dirty, grizzly, grimy. We don't care. I just spent 10 minutes talking about a yeast infection, okay? We're besties. We're talking on FaceTime. Remember that. Um, All right, besties. Love you. Have a psychotic day. All right? Bye.